0: lesson, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 35 and verse 38, New Testament, page 59. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The Virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, For you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end mary said to the angel how can this be since i am a virgin the angel said to her excuse me the angel said to her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
2: The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
3: It was just under a year ago that I traveled to the Holy Land for the second time. I was co-leading a trip for about 100 women the first two weeks of this year. I arrived early to our first location, the city of Bethlehem in the West Bank. For a couple of days, it was just me in our group's hotel. The others had not arrived yet. It was a hotel owned by Palestinian Christian family who I got to know during my stay. While I was there alone, I wandered the city. I got lost pretty good one afternoon. I saw some of the sights, I got myself acclimated to the time difference, and prepared materials for the day ahead, the days ahead. It was a gift to be there on my own for a time, to ponder the place, the history, and the meaning of it all, and to ruminate on the ways that the place, the history, And the meaning of it all have been sliced and diced, doled out to various religious tribes, and not just in Bethlehem, of course, but in Jerusalem and throughout those lands. The property rights, liturgical use and maintenance of the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem are shared between three different Christian bodies the Greek Orthodox, Roman Catholic, and Armenian Apostolic Churches. It is not uncommon for conflicts to arise in this shared agreement. In Jerusalem, of course, holy sites are not only shared among different Christian bodies, but also among Jews and Muslims. One of the things that I guess I had known at some level, but struck me in a new way during my time in those places this year was how there are Muslim Israelites and Palestinian Christians and Jewish Palestinians and Christian Israelites. That is to say, the people who live in Israel aren't all Jews, and all Palestinians aren't Muslim. Heck, the woman who does my hair is an Ethiopian Orthodox Christian from Israel. (laughs) It's a multi-ethnic, multi-racial, multi-cultural place. And it's got such a complicated religious history. Being in Bethlehem right after Christmas... Last year, our group was able to experience the beauty of Manger Square, some of you may have been there, with its twinkling lights for Christmas and its lit-up Christmas tree. The scene was festive and the city bustling. This year, as you may know, there is no tree or twinkling lights in Bethlehem. Christmas festivities have been canceled, Bethlehem's mayor, Hana Hanania, says that as a Palestinian city, they are in mourning as any other Palestinian city along Gaza Strip and West Bank, and therefore they've canceled festivities and celebrations because of the war. This made me think of the ways that some Christian communities here in our country have advocated things like not lighting the peace candle on the advent wreath as a sign of solidarity in a time when there is no peace. I understand and honor this sentiment and the compassion and the commitment that drives it. But I found myself instead feeling that lighting the candle of peace is more important than ever because there is no peace. The late author and poet Madeline Lingle wrote, it was a time like this, war and tumult of war, a horror in the air. Hungry yawned the abyss, and yet there came a star, and the child wonderfully there. And as we just sang in one of our beloved Christmas carols, these words, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given, so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of God's heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, for meek souls who will receive him Still, the dear Christ enters in. It was a time like this. It was in this world of sin. It was into this world of war and division and loneliness and confusion and conflict that Jesus was born. A Lutheran church in Bethlehem decided that its Christmas nativity scene this year would be different by placing the symbolic baby Jesus in a manger of rubble and destruction to reflect the reality of Palestinian children living and being born today. It is a powerful, potent image. The image also speaks to me of the reality of children living and being born today in every place around the world and in our own country where war and violence, poverty, hunger and neglect make children vulnerable. All the places and the situations that don't draw the world's attention or care, Jesus was born into this world, bruised, broken, and lost as it is, this world where we get so distracted and busy that it's hard to keep up with the news, where the burden of knowing is just so heavy. It's a world where children and thousands upon thousands of God's children of every age continue to seek the promise of a life without violence, without lack, without despair. The celebrations and festivities are canceled in Bethlehem this year, but Christmas services are still happening. The lights will be lit, the story told, the prayers said. Mayor Hanania has said that he's going to spend Christmas Day in prayer. He said this, We'll concentrate on praying for peace. This is the city of peace. The message of peace was born here. Once Jesus Christ was born in this city, so this message was distributed to the whole world. What is this wondrous gift, this perfect gift we receive at Christmas? It's the gift of God incarnate, breaking into time, into flesh, and into the tragedies of our world to show us the way to peace and to life. The gift is not only for one group, Jews, Christians, Muslims, or any one religious family. God's presence, God's love, God's grace is for all people. The message of Jesus was one of love that crosses boundaries, that draws all people to the light of God's love and mercy and peace, that proclaims God's grace at work and available in all cultures, times, places, religions, and people, what is birthed in Jesus is the radical revelation of God's presence at work in the world, not to convert people to an ideology or a dogma, but to bring all things and people into right relationship with God and with one another. Jesus' message was that it is in following the ways of love, mercy, and justice that we experience and create the life that God desires for all. The life God desires, the picture painted in the visions of the prophets, from Isaiah to Jesus to the modern prophets of our day, is not one in which people are separated into us and them, or in which people of one group get lumped into a faceless blob called enemy, or in which we assume that the masters of war speak and act for all those they supposedly represent. It is not this vision of a warring world that we all live in, in which all of us are complicit in the idolatry of violence and weapons and might makes right, but rather the life God desires, the vision painted by the prophets, proclaimed by the angels, is a vision of reconciliation, of mutuality, of peace, of friendship, of sharing life and resources in ways that sustain everyone and the whole world that God has made. Together, as we reject the evil powers of this world and repent of our own sin, together, as we receive the power God gives us to resist evil Injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves, speaking truth to power and being generous with our patience and with our compassion and with our love. Together, as we seek to follow the wisdom and the way of God revealed in Jesus, not slicing and dicing God's grace into haves and have-nots, but humbling ourselves in the manner of Jesus Christ, the Christ child and taking up the banner of love and of forgiveness and of justice, then will our lives be blessed and we will catch glimpses of God's reign of peace, even perhaps of the beloved community. The light of Christ doesn't discriminate It shines on all people, all creation, everywhere. In his Washington Post op-ed this past Friday, Colbert King wrote this quote, I read somewhere that God's eternal promise of Christmas is a closeness with humanity, forgiveness of sins, and a radical, unconditional love for all we ain't there yet despite it all this christmas he said that's what i'm praying for beloveds tonight let's not just pray for this promise to be fulfilled let's remember that we are given the perfect gift of god's grace in jesus christ so that we might participate in bringing the promise to life for this grace and for all God's tender, beautiful mercies. Thanks be to God, amen.